It is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi there, I'm Frank Murphy. And I'm Kristen Detrow. Kristen Detrow, I'm so excited. Oh wait, is it Kristen or Chris? Well... Because your husband refers to you as Chris yes, on Facebook. Right. I've known you um, for, I mean, I met you, what, 20 years ago when yeah. you were Kristen. Exactly. And now you're... I'm kind of going back to Kristen. Moved here recently from California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went by Chris out there for like the last. Well, you have to. That's a California law. But I I switch every Mm -hmm. other state that I move to. Uh, You know, Kristen Jenner doesn't call herself that, right? She's Chris Jenner. Right. She just stays Chris. But I'd like to switch it up a little bit. I think you're smart. Well, I'm so glad that you're here. And I'm so glad that y'all are uh, watching, listening, and liking, and sharing, and subscribing on YouTube, especially there. We're getting so close. So very, very close to the next plateau, to the 700 subscriber plateau. Uh, we need to get to 1,000 before it actually counts, but you can help out by uh, hitting the subscribe button on YouTube. You may want to smash that button for notifications. <laughs> I forgot to tell you that we have one viewer, Renee, who appreciates it when we're gentle on the bell, and I should have mentioned that before we started. This is for you, Renee. Good job. That was nice. Now, if we say something bell-worthy at any time, the bell is there for you. Uh, you also can purchase our Frank and Friends show merchandise. Like, I don't know what I did with the beach towel. Oh, well, it's over there somewhere. I see it. Um, is uh, We've got the mugs. You know, you've got the, uh, the clothing, the apparel. You might want to get one of our T-shirts, tank tops, bucket hats, something along those lines. And... Um, we appreciate you getting all of that junk, and it supports us when you go to frankandfriendsshow.com slash store. Bucket hats are so cute. Are they? Yes. Because I, I had to get talked into the bucket hat. They're very hat. in. Um, I designed a, a bucket hat uh, using, because you go on this website, it's um, called Teespring. And, oh, I don't know if I have a picture of it here, but I can probably find one. Um, and it, you just, um, they're ugly, but the logo doesn't fit on the bucket hat, so the part of the the conceit to it is you just see parts of the logo in different places and you kind of understand you know oh wow you have to be in on the club to know that that's the frank and friends show logo or at least part of it so i made a version of it where the one whole logo is in the front but the rest of it are in parts all over that's cute yeah that's a cute idea well you can buy one I'll give you. I'll sell it to you wholesale. I'm Aren't <laughs> since, you sweet? Since you're a friend. We can use the code. <laughs> it's coming from the man who wears the dead man's clothes. Oh, did you like it? This is another one of uh, Eddie Manis' de- dead love dads. It, it um, fits you perfect. Well, I know. I'm uh, shocked that I'm exactly the same size as Eddie Manis' dead dad. But it part of it is the range of sizes. I think I mentioned this last week that um, they had. It's like my closet upstairs. You know, I've got my skinny shirts and my fat shirts, and they're in a range. Yes, absolutely. Same. And uh, same with uh, same with Eddie's dad. He had you know all of these um, the shirts in different sizes, and this one, I think, I check. I think this is a, one of the Joseph A. Banks, isn't it? Is that? Can you tell? Oh me? yeah, baby. Sweet. And it's just smooth and. Oh yeah, it's been cleaned and pressed and well taken care of. Now you're going to tell me next time, right? Because I am an estate sailor. So you go to estate like, sales. Oh yes, my neighborhood. There's always a sale on the lawn of somebody around here, but that's not the same. You want like uh, the estate. Well, now I don't like when somebody puts out a, a yard sale sign, but it says estate sale, and it's actually a yard sale. That ticks me off. I want to go to an actual estate sale with where air I conditioning. Put in the house with Inside. air conditioning, and I get to go that's through every room, preferably the garage and a basement. Oh, okay. So what are you looking to buy? Because I'm thinking uh, my family might be looking to sell. We have, uh, you know, uh, between (laughs) when my mother... (laughs) You're going to cut me a deal? I'm just saying when my mother passed, we had so much stuff to get rid of. I don't even know how we got rid of it. 
my sisters took care of it because it was 500 miles away up in the D.C. It's area. It's difficult. It's, it's a hard thing to do. I, um, I collect certain things, which is for a whole different day. Yes. Um, I buy clothing. I resell things. <gasps> I ah. will buy, you name it. I buy so decor. That's my grandma was that way. She would go, she would love going to yard sales and buying things that she ultimately, she had this fantasy that she would someday open an antique store. So she would buy things with the intention of ultimately reselling them, which never came to fruition um, because she didn't open an antique store. She ended up uh, in her older days, in her 80s and 90s, she was working at a thrift store, a a charity thrift store, and Uh she was so happy. Made her happy. She probably donated a bunch of her own stuff and sold it. I have lots of big ideas like that, too. I've thought about starting a thrift store, and I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. I've even sold my own CDs before and then changed my mind and bought them back. I didn't know you were a recording artist. Okay, I'm not, and I know no one owns a CD anymore. <laughs> oh, wait, are these CDs you've sung on? I You're was, on them. No, just my own, like, you know, Tim McGraw. Or, oh, okay, because if I were selling my own CDs, it would be me talking of, you know, I would sell a CD of oh, me. yes, I'm yeah. not quite there yet. All right, all right. I don't have that. I'm not either, but Okay. So I'm, I mean, I'm ultimately thinking I've got to finish writing a book, for example, and I've got to sell that somehow. So I could have a yard sale and sell those. <laughs> I, could put, I could say, come get a signed book. I'll just sit out front. Well, Are you writing a book? I started it when I lost, I lost a radio job in um, September 2020. Okay. And my first reaction was, I'll show them. <laughs> but no, I had time. I didn't know. I didn't have any, I had no idea of what I was going to do. I mean, it's September 2020. Sure. You know? My mother had passed away uh, two months before. Um, it just was a lot of uncertainty as to what I was going to do. And I started writing. And then ultimately, we ended up starting the first version of this podcast. So that took all my focus away from the book. Okay. And I've loved the podcast, and you know we racked up episode after episode, and I got better at doing it. I hope, at least you saw. I mean, it takes me still forever to set up all the no, equipment. No, it was no time. But I figured out, you know, we, it's different than when we started. So I was uh, Tim Coleman, my friend Tim Coleman, who used to be in the cast of Sweet Fanny Adams, was here sitting in that chair, and he shows me that he wrote a book, and he says, "Well, if you're not going to do it now, you're never going to do it." And I'm like, "Oh," I said, "Tim, I wrote pressure thirty five thousand words just during." A couple, the first two, you know, middle of September. Um, it seems like a lot. I don't know. I, I, throw I think that I've num- spoken thirty five thousand words since I woke up this morning. Yeah. Just ask my I husband. All right. Well, I thought it was a lot. So it sounded, to me, it sounded big. Um, you have to get to like fifty thousand to make it book worthy. Okay. But now I wrote three thousand more, so I'm up to thirty eight thousand words. And I think if I just keep going, um, maybe I can self publish the way Tim does. Yeah. And, and he sells them at you know gift shops and tourist Absolutely. places and the Smokies and things like that. You got to do this. I'm going to be your accountability partner. Please, thank you. I would yeah. appreciate that because it's mostly stories about my radio career, mostly. But you know, I mean, I'll, there'll be a story about you know. I told you the story of Dead Mo, the tortoise, uh, when we first sat down before we started recording because I've told it on the show enough times that um, I love Dead Mo. But we can put dead, it'll be a Dead Mo chapter in the book. Um, we'll have uh, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. And of course, I'd read anything about your radio shows. Well, you're an avid reader, though. You're good, right? I like to read. I don't read as much as. Have you read, to. I mean, uh, you like Dr. Bass. Have you read the Dr. Bass 
Jefferson Bass books yet? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Because that's one of the things that I can do is, is my Susan, who runs his book signings, is like, mm-hmm. if you wrote a book, we could sell a couple of copies, you know, while we're all here anyway. Okay. We've got everything set up. We just don't have a book by you. So, so there's nothing holding you back. You really got to get on this. Well, yeah. I mean, I got to get it printed. That's pretty much the main hurdle that needs to be. Okay. All right. <laughs> Edited and printed. And, uh, and you know, that's kind of... But a lot I of these love things, editing. A lot of these things, it's like my merchandise. You know, these, these mugs were blank until I bought them. And then when I bought them, they printed the logo on them, and now they're mugs. So it's similar with books nowadays. They're... They're printed on demand. You don't have to print a thousand copies and then try to sell them. I know, isn't that cool? Yeah, you wait until someone buys one, and then Amazon or somebody's like, "Okay, I guess we got to print one of his books," and they sell mm-hmm. it and they, and they ship it mm-hmm. off. It's amazing. So, all right. I'm going to call you at four in the morning. Do you want me to start at four or um, accountability? No, no? I, I read your Facebook posts usually when I wake up. And You're those are at four in the morning. Yeah, but I'm, a, <laughs> I'm I. That's like when I'm finally asleep. Okay. That's what I'm fair fine. enough. That's, that is to me, 4 a.m. is the worst hour of the day because I think everyone is too tired. Whether you stay up late or whether you get up early, mm. I think it's the worst. Because I used to work morning radio. You I, did. Yep. Your husband did. Yep. Uh, and something about 4 a.m., it just it isn't meant to be. I completely agree. You know? I mean, I, you can stay up till 3 and be woohoo, but 4. You can wake and five, up. 5, it's like, okay, a lot of people are up at 5. Yeah, but that makes I sense never thought work. about that. Yeah, there's something about the 4 o'clock. So nothing good happens. Yeah, I would. Um, I would get up for radio. I'd usually get up maybe at four thirty and still be miserable, or try to get up as late as possible and try to slide in. You know, if the show started five thirty, I'm five twenty nine. If the show started at six, I'm five fifty nine. <laughs> and I would do my homework the night before because that way I could sleep peacefully. The guys who can get up can go to bed and then get up in the morning and do all their prep in the morning. I I, I can't. It's too much pressure. No, no, too, way too, too much. Too much pressure. I like to have it done and go to bed. Well, you know, I my, sent you a list of topics. My did a show for 35 years, started at 6 a.m., rolled in at 6.05 every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> Ask anybody from a show. Well, one of the chapters in my book is how uh, we used to, in, when I worked at Kevin and Bean and, at K-Rock, we used to uh, tease Rick Dees because he would, for his 6 a.m. show, would come in at 7.40 and had, would, seriously yeah and this is the days before voice tracking he had um put all this stuff on cart you know this and they would play these carts of rick and it was some of it was so generic oh. and we would listen to it uh, on our way in because he came on at five and we would hear these generic bits and we'd even listen in the office because we were just so mad that rick dees <laughs> didn't have to go to work as early as we did and it'd be things like mm, oh rick dees in the morning dodgers played last night oh how'd they do coach <laughs> <laughs> and the coach would say, uh, uh, well, they won, they lost. And then you'd hear Rick go, mm. <laughs> And one of the guys who worked there told me that there were three cards for earthquakes. Strong, it's like Goldilocks, strong, medium, and severe. So that if there was an earthquake and Dees was on vacation or Dees hadn't come in to work yet or in any circumstance... <sighs> Did you feel that earthquake? (laughs) (laughs) That was like, and they were like always there, always ready, the D's earthquake emergency carts. But he would have some, you know, and it would be maybe bits he taped before, the night before, or the afternoon, the morning before, or whatever. But they would fill the first hour and a half of his show until 7.40 with pre-taped things. And it sounds so non-interesting in this day and age because that's how radio is done. 
you know, every uh, syndicated morning show, you have to pre-tape your stuff and send it out to the affiliates so they can stick it in between their songs mm-hmm. instead of the, um, you know, like if we run a, um, on Lake FM, we run a syndicated morning show and we run classic hits, but it would play on a country station or on a top 40 station. It doesn't matter because right. the bits just show up and they're encoded so that the um, the song will, if the song's got a 13 second intro, it just starts playing 13 seconds before they're done talking, and it looks it's all electronic, it's all magic. It's incredible. Yeah, well, they I used don't to have. Understand any of it? Rick had a staff of people who would have to do that manually with tapes and um, and make it sound like he was there. I never made it to earthquake cart status. No, no one did. Okay. I mean, that's just a that's a weirdness of Rick right. Tees and a completely unnecessary because Ellen K or somebody anybody could have come on and go, "Hey, that was an earthquake, everybody. Hope you're okay." Did you ever feel an earthquake when you lived in Cali? Oh, sure. Yeah, I missed the big ones because I was traveling. Uh, oh, really? It seemed like I had this knack for being out of town when earthquakes would strike. Mm. Um, and I worked at Power One Hundred Six. I my family still lived back here, back back here, back in Virginia, and I would fly. We'd flown home. To visit, it's almost a year of this, and I get back to work, and I see on the news that there's been some kind of earthquake, and I get to my office, and the pictures are askew. Maybe some one little piece of glass is broken. Oh, okay. um, the Northridge earthquake was the biggest one when we lived out yes. there. We it was my father-in-law's birthday, so we were back in Virginia <laughs> at his birthday celebration, and um, we're panicked because we get you know everything's. It's a, we're flying in on the day after the earthquake. or the um, Oh, and all you know is what you've heard on the news. Right, and there's places in Burbank that have collapsed. Uh-huh. There's, there's places mostly in Northridge. It's all, you know, it sounds horrible. We get back to our house, and we're looking around, and we had um, a lucky leprechaun who would sit on the mantle of the fireplace. Of course you did. Right. Um, he fell and broke. Everything else was fine. Unlucky leprechaun. No, he saved us. He took away. He took one for the team. Oh, he he dove down and he was the, he sacrificed himself, I believe, to um, <laughs> protect the rest of the house. Now, granted, my wife was a little obsessed about it. She would buy earthquake tack, and we had um, it's like putty, like, like yeah, and yeah. So all the important stuff would stuck, oh was, was tacked down was tacked down or tacked to the wall or you know we'd have straps yeah straps yeah yeah yeah. So I mean, you, you we were. We didn't know, you know, but we never really had a serious earthquake problem in our in our house. Even though just a few blocks away, you know, there was an apartment building that pancaked on uh, on the parking garage underneath. Thank goodness it was four in the morning. Everyone, no one was hurt in that particular building near K Rock. Oh, but, thank goodness! You know, certainly. We never. People. We felt several when I lived out there. You were in we were Sacramento, in San, Diego. San Diego. Yeah. Well, that's America's most beautiful city. They don't have earthquakes. Yeah, that wouldn't happen there. Ah, that would. Require dust, and there's no dust, no <laughs> bugs, no rain, no humidity. Now, a, a guy I know went to San Diego just this past uh, summer, and he said, "Oh, don't go in June. They have June gloom." And I didn't realize San Diego had the June gloom. It does. I know that LA does. It's very real. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's depressing. So yeah, I, I know. If you've never been to San Diego and you want to go on vacation, don't go in June. Yeah, it's just this fog that rolls in from the ocean every day, and you're just waiting for it to burn off. And you want to go out and, and be and, and feel like it's beautiful and sunny. Mm-hmm. You go to California for the sun, not for the fog. It's called the marine layer, which yes. sounds beautiful. No, it's, it's not. T- yeah, they're terrible. Mm. Well, you know, have you ever been up to the the Washington D.C. area? Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's where I, I'm 
lived there for many years. My kids lived there and grandkids lived there. And it's also where my friend Maureen has the Middleburg Barn at Fox Chase Farm. Okay. So she's one of our sponsors on the show, and we advertise her beautiful barn. She built it five years ago using the old methods of mortise and tenon. So there's no nails anywhere in this barn. Oh. And then she decked it out with Swarovski crystal chandeliers and, you know, dance floors and a stage and, uh, and air conditioning with the ultraviolet light cleansing the air and the HVAC system. And you can throw open the barn doors and look at the Blue Ridge Mountains. And it's on her working horse farm where they have, you know, I, I don't know what to call it except jumpy horses. You know, the ones that... Equestrian? Yes. And people jumpy. go there and, you know, and train their horses or they practice. There was a, a former Olympian who lived in the neighborhood. He used to come over and he was like 90, but... So he's dead now. But he used to come over and... Do you wear his clothes? Um, he was so skinny, and okay. it was a slight okay. man. I met him. Right. He was, uh, uh, I think his name was Joe something. I'll have to look it up. But he was famous in that area. Okay. From, like being in the Olympics like in the 30s or 40s, right? Cool. So this equestrian Olympic champion who lived in Middleburg, and he would come over with his tiny little clothes and his tiny little body and his tiny little <laughs> everything, and he would get on the horse and just at age 80 plus and go jumpy, jumpy. Um, well, anyway, so <laughs> that's where this is. I've seen pictures on Facebook of brides and grooms who apparently just have a horse come by the wedding because I guess you could if you wanted. Sure. Have you not seen Napoleon Dynamite? It's been a well. I saw. This is a side note. I see a lot of movies in the theater and then never watch them again. Okay. Well, so that's one. Some of them. night where right. Jerry and Jeff. And you're like, Go ahead. I saw it. There was llamas. There's a white and wedding stallion. Vote in for it. Pedro. Okay, I forgot about him. Yeah. Well, anyway, you can get so they have horses. They have a cottage, like a B and Airbnb on the farm that you can rent out uh, or use it as your bride's room. And when you book the place, you book it for twelve hours. They don't double book. So if you're if you've got it, mm-hmm. you've got it. You've got it. You've got the the Middleburg Barn for the whole day, and it's great for fundraisers and reunions and obviously weddings, any kind of nice event where you want to have just this big space that uh, could put up to 400 people in there if you wanted. Let's have a fundraiser to raise funds to print your book. And Maureen will be in that. Yeah, Maureen. Maureen. We're talking to you, Maureen. We're coming up. (laughs) I'm sure Maureen loves the fact that you're referring to the horses as jumpy jumpies. Um, well, I mean, I, I refer to her swans, Fred and Ginger, as the nasty, because um, they're, they're hissy swans. They're, Aww. yeah, and they're beautiful, yeah. Fred and Ginger. But they, they hiss and they, they're mean creatures. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> creatures. <laughs> but they swim around, they, but they do a good job of swimming around in the pond while you're getting married, looking beautiful. I want That's to their go whole job. to this place. I can envision it in my well, mind already. And- it is uh, 50 miles outside Washington, D.C., uh, okay. Route 50. So if you're on, in Washington, so D.C. You could do D.C., and then you could go to the piece yeah. of the barn. New- here's a hint. New York Avenue uh-huh. is Route 50. Okay. So you can take it one way out to Ocean City, Maryland. Okay. You can take it the other way to Middleburg, Virginia, gotcha. and the horse country, the hunt country of Loudoun County, Virginia. Um, they've got all these, like, themed pubs, and like, it's just wonderful. Oh, I love themes, and it's, I love Airbnb. Oh, everything's about this great. I am petrified of horses, and, and this is for well, another then, day. Then don't, don't look at a horse. Well, I have on my bucket list that I'd actually like to get over my fear of horses. It says that on my bucket list. So oh, another yeah. time we can talk about Well, Maureen it. could help you with that. Maureen she's could got, help. She's got some of the most... I'm coming, Maureen. We're yeah, coming. It's going to be no problem. So uh, look up online at themiddleburgbarn.com, or I should probably have pulled up the phone number by now, but I can tell you that it's um, area code 540-687-5255, the Middleburg Barn. Look at these pictures. I mean, come on. 
It's just, it's amazing, isn't it? That makes me want to get married again. Well, you don't have to. You can have a fundraiser, a corporate event. You can have whatever, you know. Let's have a corporate event. Yeah. I'm so corporate. So You know me. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, speaking of of travel, and that's that's the D.C. area. Yeah. But um, I do a lot of the Smoky Mountain travel videos, as you know. Yeah, they're so cool. Well, my wife wanted to do something. She had a day off. And she's like, can we go do something that isn't... One of your videos, because usually I drag her along and I bring the camera and the microphone yeah. so we get into she a just work. Wants to hang with her husband. A work event. So we were trying to think. She said we can go hiking in the mountains, and of course I start thinking, well, if it's the Smoky Mountains, I can bring the camera. And, I can... <laughs> and she's like, so I said, all right, here's what we'll do. We could go the other direction. We could go to like Frozen Head State Park, mm-hmm. which is very beautiful. It's in Roan County, I think. Um, or past it, we could go. It's not, we really, we had, Jerry and I went for a walk there once before. It's lovely. Um, or you know, Brushy Mountain. State Penitentiary used is near there, right? Mm-hmm. So I said that's something I'm interested in doing. You know, we can just go as tourists and we can yes. take the tour at Brushy Mountain Penitentiary yes. now that it's closed, the end of the line they call it, and um, it's a famous prison. But it's like going to Alcatraz. It's like this old, creepy, rundown. Um, it's so cool. Oh, so you've been? Yes, we just went. Oh, it's something else, huh? They have this whole museum area where you've got um, the shivs and you've got the the Bibles that have been cut out to smuggle drugs yes, into and the weapons. prisoners. Yeah, weapons. Into the books. Yeah. And the sh- I'm, I'm as amazed by the shivs that they're able to make, the knives and weapons they're able to make from the stuff that's already in their cell. Like they would cut the bed, the, the cot. Uh-huh. They would manage to, to break somehow, I don't know how. The mattress but, off the box break. Or the, mean, the, frame, the, the metal frame of it. They have one on the display metal, yeah. with arrows pointing to, see this part that's missing? They made that into a weapon. Everything's a weapon. Love me a good shank, Frank. <laughs> that's a part of the Paul Simon song. I recognize it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just went. We took, our, we took our daughter. Give him the shank, Frank. <laughs> so did you know, I don't know if you did this when you went there, because some people go and just do the tour at Brushy mm-hmm. and don't realize that you can take a tour for free. Oh. Uh, and We did the self-guided tour. Okay, the tours are given by the former prisoners. Prisoners? Yes. Okay, we watched the video from the prison guards, uh-huh. and oh. we had no idea what they, <laughs> they were, were saying. saying. Okay. Their yeah. accents were so thick. I mean, they didn't... And we wanted to turn on... The, we normally turn on closed captioning for, like, British shows. I needed captioning for these dudes, these from the prison town there in, in Roan County, where the whole town was prison. Everything was prison this and prison that, and every, the whole industry. Right. People would come... This is how prison this town was. You could get your laundry done, like instead of taking the prestige cleaner, where I got this shirt, you would just take your regular laundry to the prison, and if no you way. lived in the town, it was on the sign, if you lived in the town, you could get your laundry done alongside the prisoners for yeah. free. Granted, you might end up with a you know black and white jumpsuit by mistake, you know, or if your socks get mixed matched, you're going to get a prison sock. Hopefully you look good in stripes. Yeah. So we just took our daughter, Mia. Yes. And um, just a scare. That's what you do. You well, bring the, I was thinking about bringing the grandkids there and tell them I was going to leave them. She, <laughs> she's not into real scary things. So we went we went during the daytime yeah. and our tour guide was George. Oh, let me just tell you what George Former prisoner did George. to get into the prison. Yes. So he uh, he was OK. He's this little kind of scrawny. I just want to paint the picture. Rough looking guy. So nice. Thickest, thick accent that I had ever heard. And I'm good with accents. I like to think I'm good with accents. It was rough. He, uh, 
I forget the town. It was a town nearby. Right. I can look it up. Decided um, a few years ago, well, several years ago, that he was going to um, blow up a safe inside a country club to get a little cash. Was it Petros? Petros, maybe. Yeah, that's the town where all the prison guards and everybody worked. Yeah. So there's a country club. And it probably wasn't It's Petros. not Petros, yeah. <laughs> There's country. He ventured out. <laughs> and there might be Petros. also clubs. <laughs> but there. There's no country club. There ain't no club. country club. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes to the country club. He had no experience with explosives. Mm. And now he blow up the safe. blows up the safe, but ends up blowing <gasps> up the entire country club. Hot dog. So George did some time at Brushy <laughs> Mountain. He was the coolest guy. He has changed his life around. He <laughs> to the point where he goes back to jail for. He, sta- <laughs> he stays at the local fire department a couple days a week, yeah. so that he can be up there to do his his little volunteer gig, oh. giving tours. All right. And um, the accent was so thick that mm. our daughter, who's from Africa, she had a thick accent yeah. when we adopted her. Well, she I mean, was you, like you did eight. a good job of teaching her English because she got an A in Thank English, you. I heard. Well, she did get an A in English, but she <laughs> learned her English, unfortunately, from Disney Channel. So she sounds like literally like a Disney Channel kid. My little Ethiopian who sounds like whatever the Disney Channel kids are. I, I can picture Hannah Montana and all yes, those other... Yeah, yes. I oh, I have a story about her and Hannah Montana for okay. another day for you. Anyway... So George is giving our tour, and we had to stay at the back of the group because Mia, I had to translate for her. She kept going, Mama, I have no idea what he's saying, in her perfect English. Anyway, it's the coolest little afternoon adventure, didn't you think? It's I thought it was neat. a little eerie. We ate at the restaurant. Oh, did you? We didn't um, When you first arrive, where you buy your ticket, they've mm-hmm. got a cafeteria-style restaurant, and they give you the food on a prison tray, and it's kind of, you know, oh. we had just barbecue meat in a pile, I think. Um, <laughs> and, and a, they, have a moonshine, they have a moonshine distillery. It's called End of the Line Moonshine. Mm-hmm. And they call it, they say it's the first legal moonshine to be produced there <laughs> because, you know. Oh, because they produced it, but not. plenty of prison wine, toilet wine made in that place for years, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was discouraging and depressing to walk through and just see, you know, the tiny little um, uh, cells and everything and the hole where the, you'd go for solitary confinement. Uh, now, I've, have you been to Alcatraz? Yeah. Okay, it was... Reminiscent. It was reminiscent of Alcatraz. Well, I mean, because if you think about it, It uh, Brushy Mountain, the original Brushy Mountain from the 18-whatevers, burned to the ground, and then they built this one that we know Mm -hmm. uh, in the 1930s and 40s. So it's got, I think Alcatraz, a lot of it was probably built around that same (laughs) era. So you have that, just that idea of, you know, right. of the, think about J. Edgar Hoover and, hey, I'm going to send you guys to the camp, pretty behind bars, the Gray Bar Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to, if I really were doing my 1940s accent, I'd talk fast in the Atlantic accent and talk about, listen, T, listen, cop, I'm going to, I'm going to take you down, see, we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> you do that so well. It's all BS. You know that, right? <laughs> no. No, accents are BS. They're hard to do. I mean, it's fun. I do it for laughs. I do it... Uh, I'm not trying to legitimately pass myself off yes. as that You're accent. You're not looking for an Academy Award. Right. I'm just doing it for laughs. But I do love a good accent because you listen for the R sound and the vowel sounds. Mm. And then you can start to pick up on accents that way. We are... 
like in Tennessee, you know, the, we were related at some point. You and I? Yeah. Because East Tennessee, they take the I sound and they flatten it. It's called flatten the I. So okay. remember the convenience store pilot. I would, as a northerner, as a Yankee, I would call it pilot. But here, it's almost like they flip it. It's pollet. Yeah, pollet. It's like you. It's almost like it's P O L I T pollet. Yes. Not that it's there anymore because now it's you know Casey's. But so and then it's interesting. Like you know, Wiggles is wa- you know, wa- Woggles. Woggles. Yep. Yeah. Almost. I like, love it. Yeah. So you take the I. That's one thing. One way to listen for that versus you know a, a Texas accent or a Louisiana accent or some other. And we have, I think, f- we have five vowels, right? Six vowels. A E I O U and sometimes Y. Yeah. But I think we have fourteen vowel sounds. So oh, sure. It's very difficult. Well, that's the fun of it, though. I mean, that's the. <laughs> you know, my I wife likes to myself. do my wife likes to do the Minnesota accent, uh-huh. or the you know I can do a New York accent. I mean, I'm from New York. It's yes. easy, that's the easy one. You got that down. Yeah. What about you? I still find myself saying here sometimes, like, what, what was that? Oh, you're from Kentucky but originally. I'm from, I'm, I was born in Kentucky, but I moved when I was two. Uh-huh. I've lived all over. I've lived in New York. I've lived in Australia. Do you ever do I've a California in- accent? That's fun. <laughs> Have you ever Because it's like an exaggeration. Jump you know? on the five. Oh, yeah. Take it to the 101. Uh, Saturday Night Live, yeah. From Ventura Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Saturday Night Live, the, um, what do they call them? The Californians. The Californians. Yeah. yeah. I love it, the Californians. <laughs> I, I used to live <laughs> in the one thir- I used to live near the 134. Did you? Oh, yeah. I'd be I was right. right on the 101. Oh, no. On the 101? Totally. Oh, my. Yeah. That's great. Right by the bay. <laughs> So one other thing that um, we did, uh, my wife and I did for a kind of a recreational vacation this summer is one Sunday, I wanted to go visit our friend Father Michael Woods, who is a priest from Carlingford, Ireland. And we actually went okay. to Ireland. We went, seven, six years ago, we went to Ireland and we went to, to Carlingford and we were right there. We went to visit his family. We, so we met all the Father Michael Woods brothers and sisters and everything. And that's where I learned my Irish accent was sort of copying them I did. Excellent. So we wanted to go visit him on a Sunday because he's headed over to Ireland for the month of August to vacation. Can I just ask you, was it as beautiful as it looks? Yeah, it's okay. good. It's good. It's green, very green. Yeah. All the diff- they say every shade of green under the sun is there. You look around and you see all these different shades of green. It's not just one. It's every single one, every shade right there. You look out and see the vista. Well, anyway, so um, he now is used to be a priest in Knoxville. They transferred him to the Crossville Parish. Actually, it's Fairfield Glade. So it's all retirement folks. Uh-huh. So he's doing funerals like three a day. Yep. So it's an older parish. But he's 80, and he loves it out there. He's just in, in heaven. So we went to visit him, and um, he had to, you know, as soon as the Mass is over, he's happy to see us, but he's got to then go do the next thing, a Knights of Columbus installation. Okay. And I said, well, while we're out here, we heard there's a Bucky's nearby. And he says, oh, you got to go to Bucky's then. You know, when you go to Bucky's, you want to get the Texas brisket. <laughs> That's what you need. Go, 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 go! Get yourself the brisket. That's what you want to get to Bucky's. So we go, and of course, then it's a complete flip because then you have all these people in cowboy hats screaming at the top of their lungs about the brisket being on the on the carving board or the pork being on the carving board or the chicken or the turkey or whatever. Had you ever Just been nuts. to a Bucky's? No, it was my first time. Oh, it's wonderful. Now, where have you Bucky'd? We've bu- we've only Bucky'd twice. Uh, most recently in um, Georgia. Georgia. Uh-huh. What's the town? It's the close. There's two. The, the two closest ones are the one in Georgia on like 75. Minutes, Calhoun, Georgia, and the other one now in, in on I-40 in Crossville. Have the uh, yeah? Has that one opened yet? Crossville has. That's where we went. It has. Oh, that's so, what you just said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was insane. First of all, um, they all the other 
truck stops nearby, you wonder why is nobody going to those and everyone is just going to Bucky's. And they park their car. There's like two giant gas stations of, of pumps, right? Yeah. But people just leave their car there and walk into the store like they're at the Pollock. Which right. is frustrating because there's huge parking <laughs> lots. It's the size of a Walmart. Mm-hmm. And you go in, and you try, but it's not a Walmart because it's still just a convenience store. And they're building one in Sevierville at exit 407, which will be tied to, for the world's largest Bucky's. Okay, let's, let's back that thing up. It's what? not just a convenience store. It's not a right. Walmart. It's not a Walmart, but it is not just a convenience store. Okay, well, they sell the same Let's things. Let's talk about what they have in there. What are some of the things you saw in there? Well, I saw a lot of um, Bucky's-themed things. First of all, you get the food. You know, you get that big counter yes. with the meat being made and sandwiches. We got the sandwiches, but there's no place to eat. So you can't sit down. We had to go outside. True, I never thought about that. Right, so it's just a convenience store that is huge. So we, had, we took our sandwiches, our, our uh, brisket sandwiches, mm-hmm. and we went outside and I found they're selling these fire pits, right? These, these portable fire pits. Okay. Well, they had them stacked three high or two high, and that made a perfect, like, dining table. So as we're eating it, some guy notices, oh, I'm thinking I'll get one of those uh, uh, fire pits. So, well, you got to get two if you're going to use it this way. <laughs> <laughs> so we, and then we went back in. And I also, they had Dippin' Dots, which is the worst ice cream in the world. It's not even ice cream. It's, they, they have no, Dippin' Dots are, I mean, they're too cold. You can't taste anything. And we were there on National Ice Cream Day, and we're and I'm, oh, like, I, okay. I'm, I'm not getting Dippin' Dots. Yeah, no. So, uh, but they have fudge and all these things they make there, and that seems to be a conceit at Bucky's is they make their own versions of things. Uh huh. Like you get instead of Cheetos or whatever popcorn, you get the Beaver Nuggets, right? Bucky Beaver Nuggets, which are like little flavored like Cheetos, but you know, it's sweet flavors, salty flavors. Uh-huh. Or you get instead of a Reese's peanut butter cup, actually I have it over there. I haven't eaten it yet. They have this Bucky thing. The dark chocolate and peanut butter or milk chocolate and peanut butter, but it's the Bucky brand and it's two dollars instead of the one dollar for the Reese's peanut butter cup, which they also sell. Yes, and they do sell regular Cheetos and Yeah, sure, sure, but it's hard to find them. I have my meal that I get when I go. But everywhere you go, there's going to be a Bucky's version of whatever it is you buy, most likely, except for maybe the sodas and the drinks. Uh Uh-huh. Well, they have a clothing section. So you think maybe you're going to go in and buy just a regular shirt or you need something. So you go over there, but everything is Bucky'd. And when he says clothing section, I mean, it's a department, like... It's a merch store. store like, like I sell it's, Frank and Friends show merch. You can buy the bucket hat. You can buy the shirt. You can buy the t-shirt. You can buy all the things on the website. They have everything there that is buckied. So they have hats. Everything. Hats. Uh, I mean, we head to toe. I'm sure they have some kind of glasses. They certainly had um, shirts. They had bathing suits. I was going to say bathing suits. Yeah. yeah. They had underwear. I saw uh, uh, boxer shorts. Mm-hmm. They had outerwear, sweatshirts, sweatpants. They had shoes. They had slip-on Bucky's shoes. And ultimately, the thing that I took a picture of was the Bucky's socks. Because that, to me, was the most ridiculous of the Bucky's items. I think the socks are cute. No, they are cute, except they are no-show socks, so you're not even going to see them. Oh, Oh, no, I saw tube socks. I know, but yes, that's fine. Tube socks make sense because you The no-show doesn't make sense. You don't want to get Frank and Friends merch. That doesn't show. Mm -hmm. So that, to me, was ludicrous um, that they had. And also had um, this, you could, uh, a deer feeder if you want to hunt. It's like a bird feeder, except when the deer come to eat out of it, you kill them. See, convenience stores (laughs) don't just sell deer feeders. 350-pound all-in feeder is what it is. (laughs) You want to know what I get when I go there? What? I get 
uh, pecan chicken salad. Oh. Their pecan chicken salad. And then I get sour cream and onion ruffles. Mm-hmm. And then I get a Coke because they have, you know, the really good crunchy ice. The little Oh, the nugget uh, ice? Ice balls, nugget ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nugget ice. And they do push the beaver nuggets a lot. They're at the cash register. Those are, yeah, I don't think they were that great. I mean, they're like they're like Cheetos, but except you can get them sweet or salty. They're oh, just basically I, I, little I puffs. I haven't tried them yet. Okay. Puff, no, I think. Yeah. Good to know. I mean, if you're into that, you could just as easily get popcorn or, or caramel corn or some other. If you're into beaver nuggets? <laughs> I, I mean, it's their thing. You know, it's not a lot of people buying them. What, I saw one kid buying a bag of beaver nuggets. He brings it over, and his mother's like, why are you buying that? They're giving it away for free over there. <laughs> Go it's get a free so, sample. Was it so cra- I mean, literally, y'all, you have to walk like this yes. in there. Like, it excuse was me, packed. pardon me, like general admission at a huge concert. Yes. That's what it's like. And the there. lines were long, mm-hmm. but I was surprised how fast they moved because they want to get you out as fast as possible so more people can get in. I have a trick. They had a beaver costumed guy, a Bucky costume <gasps> guy, walking around taking pictures. I love I mean, mascots. You know, yeah, a mascot guy. I missed You have Bucky. a trick. I have a trick. So, well, it's hard. It's maybe hard to explain, but we park at one end. I go in, get my, the food all the way at the other end, uh-huh. come back and ring up near where we parked because those uh, registers are faster than the main. Yes. Yeah, Good so trick. go in the side door. Good. Uh, there you go. There's your Bucky's trick. Well, if you're not going to get uh, Bucky's merchandise, I hope that you'll get some of ours. And you go to frankandfriendsshow.com slash store. Uh, we've got the beach towels, which I'll have to get one for the next episode. Unless your fine husband wants to find it. It's down there. See the mason jars mm-hmm. under the chair? There's a beach towel under there. Oh, that's fun. I know. It's hard to believe. But I've got one. You can throw it at your wife. I'm making your husband do some work for us. Because he's going to be on an episode. Thank you very much. Just... That, now, oh, that look great. I love it when things get thrown in off camera. I don't vouch for anything my husband says when he's here next time. Okay. So. Look right. at this. But Wait. isn't that beautiful? It is. It's got the, the Frank and Friends logo on it. It's very oh, it's soft so and plush. Soft. It's nice. It's nice. Like, yeah. I like it. <laughs> well, you can buy one wholesale. I'll give you the code. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a sale. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Maybe I'll make a special. Uh, I'm buying one of these. It's really it's, soft. I know. They're good. Um, and so I've got all that on there, uh, along with the, uh, the hats and the shirts and the drinkware. I've got to get some uh, pint glasses. I think they look cool. That would be. Yeah. yeah. They're on there. I just have to buy one. And that's what you're doing when you uh, buy stuff. You're supporting us. Also, when you go to audibletrial.com slash show and sign up for a free 30-day membership, you're supporting the Frank and Friends Show. And you get to listen to just thousands and thousands of things on Audible. They say it would take 300 years and that was last week, so now it would take even longer um, to listen to everything on Audible because they keep adding every week new audiobooks come uh-huh. out. And they're long, you know? You can listen to them for hours on car trips. When you're going to Bucky's, for example, you could listen to Audible the whole way there. We do, actually. And when it's whether you're listening on your phone or on your Amazon Alexa or your Kindle, whatever device, it doesn't matter, it remembers your spot. It syncs up. It's, it saves your space across devices. That's fantastic. So, across uh, the devices, no less. Yeah, yeah, because it's what you're logged into your Audible account. It's yep. just, it was, and in fact, certain books, if you buy the uh, Kindle version of it from Amazon, they have a thing called WhisperSync, where that'll sync up with your Amazon. So if you're reading part of it and then you want to listen to part of it, um, it'll remember your spot. It's called WhisperSync. I know, it's amazing. It's, I know, I know. It's the future. Well, anyway, um, at audibletrial.com slash Frank and Friends show, uh, get that free 30-day trial. And like any 
premium member, you get a credit for one MP3 download every month. So you get one during the free month that you can download and keep forever, regardless of whether you stick around. I'm just right. making a toga. Okay. You make, you know, make yourself comfortable. Yeah. You know, you can jump in the pool. It looks like the sun came out. You can get outside and uh, enjoy the weather. Uh, we do appreciate your watching, liking, sharing, subscribing, especially on YouTube. Because we're getting close to 800, uh, 700, almost at 800. And uh, smashing that button for notifications. Uh, help us get uh, over the top to 1,000. You can also listen on any of the audio podcast apps, including Audible, um, to the Frank and Friends show. We're putting out uh, two episodes a week, plus the Seymour Smokies episodes about twice a month. Kristen Detro, thank you. So Chris, I love you, Kristen, Frank. I love you, too. You can come back. You know, you did fine. Thank you. I did fine. Did I pass? <laughs> yes, you did all great. Right. Awesome. And we didn't even get to all your topics, so that means you definitely can come back. Well, I got back. topics for days. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the 4 a.m. club was on uh, your, your 4 a.m. Exactly. questions. Exactly. Uh, what makes you so happy that you could blank? I'm like, oh, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to borrow. All right. Um, Kristen, thanks so much. Thanks. It is the Frank and Friends Show. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Kristen Detrow. And we'll talk to you again next time with your husband, Jeff, next time. Yay! Oh.